Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Welcome back, Femme Fam. Thank you guys always for tuning in. Yes. I should probably just pre-record that part. I say that every time. You literally <laughs> do. You literally but I do. I mean it. Like, I'm so grateful for you guys. Seriously, like, you guys don't <laughs> understand how much your support means to us. It really does. I mean, I could I could talk to myself and Carolina all day, but, like, <laughs> actually knowing you guys are listening, like, that's awesome. We love it. We love it. But Tessa, why don't you tell our fam about the amazing guest we just and are about to have on? Yes, I'm super excited. So we have Carrie Nasina, who is an, an award-winning actress with hundreds of acting credits to her name. She has acted in film, television, theater, radio, commercials, voiceover, and more. She's also a producer and has produced dozens of projects, including films, webisodes, educational videos for actors, and events in the entertainment industry. As a sought-after industry expert, speaker, business coach for actors, and founder of Actor Transformation, which the link for that will be in the show notes, she has coached mm-hmm. thousands of actors how to improve their marketing, take control of their careers, and go after their dreams. Yes. Holla to our actor listeners to the femme community. Um, This is a really great one for you guys. Uh, She gives some really amazing tips that I myself really needed and (laughs) you will hear about that. Um, But it is a a great listen overall. There's some great life lessons in general, if you are not an actor, Um, an actor. An actress. I don't know. There's so many things. Um, so many things. But it it is. She gives some really great tips, and she just was an amazing guest to have on. So we are so pumped for this one. Yes. Yay! Listen now. Bye. Girl, have you listened to Hags yet? Oh my god, yes. Let's tell the fam about it. So, Hags is a weekly podcast dedicated to deconstructing and demystifying how society values gender by asking key questions like, for the love of God, why? (laughs) Yep. And each episode begins by celebrating a boss-ass bitch from throughout history before tackling our ever-changing understanding of modern intersectional feminism through history, pop culture, current events, personal anecdotes, and embarrassing childhood stories. Co-hosts Riley Rose Critchlow and Nicole Wyland are frequently joined by special guests like Gates McFadden, Troy and Belisario, Gina Susanna, Liz Jenkins, Brianna Cuoco, Ioni Butler, Jazz Thornton, and Jen Mora from Voices of Hope, and many more. The show is produced by Alex Reeves and Point of Blue Studios. Follow them across the social medias at Hags Podcast for more.
right. So welcome our next guest. We have Carrie Nasina here with us today. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So Carrie has a lot of things under her belt, you guys. <laughs> She's an actor, producer, but what I'm most curious about today to talk about is your coaching, your actor coaching, yes. um, which I'm assuming is how you knew uh, Judy Jean Kwan, who was on our last season. Yes, yes. Judy is a client okay. of mine and she's pretty amazing. The things that she's accomplished with her series. Yeah. And so I've, I had her come on your show because she has this wonderful series that is very empowering to women mm -hmm. and diversity and everything. And I thought it was such a perfect match. And then I fell in love with you guys. <laughs> like, oh, I love this podcast. Yay! So and here we are. <laughs> awesome. Well, first of all, thank you for bringing us Judy. Uh, we had a lot yeah. of fun chatting with her and we love watching her series. <laughs> yeah, no, huge fan of like, uh, and it's awesome. Yeah. To get guests like you, like connecting with us. And now we're, we're, you know, we were just talking about it on our last episode that it's, it's a fun community we have here. So thank you again for reaching out. It's, you know, listeners, you know, someone's project, we want to hear about it. So yeah, thank you for taking that time. And, um, and we're just excited now to meet you. So yeah. tell us a little bit about your journey, your background. Well, I am a lifetime actor, been doing it forever. Mm -hmm. And wow. that kind of evolved into a lot about what you talk about is about I'd say 20 years ago, I started to realize like, well, why not just create your own work? Mm -hmm. You know, so I had one of the big shifts in my acting career was when I started producing. And I had a group of friends, which I, I think people might find this kind of interesting because we, we sometimes think we have to be perfect before we start something mm -hmm. or every, we have to have all of our ducks in a row before we begin and one of the great gifts in this career is if you just go for it anyway, before yeah. being perfect, before even knowing what you're mm -hmm. doing, sometimes that's the way to make stuff happen in this life and in this career. And so a group of friends and I decided to, that we were each going to produce a short film every month Wow! and as a group, as mm -hmm. a group. So each person, we were going to do 12 short films in 12 months, whether they were good wow. or not, whether they were awards <laughs> or not, didn't really matter. It was about just getting stuff done. Mm -hmm. Talk so, about and a new year goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then e each of us got one month where it was like our baby, like what we wanted to have produced. And then everybody else would help that person on their month. Okay. And Wait, that's so cool. I yeah, love that. So I, I think it's so smart and more people should do that. So like at the end of a year, we had 12 new films and, wow. it, you know, I'm not saying they were all fabulous, but <laughs> they were all, you know, it was an accomplishment. And then we had, we, you know, we rented out a little theater and had a screening. And so that helps your marketing. And there's so many benefits to just saying, all right, well, maybe Hollywood isn't having me star opposite Brad Pitt. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to write the roles and produce the stuff that I want to do. You know, it may not be a big budget, Absolutely. but it's, it's something, it's a start. And um, so that's kind of how I really got into the producing world. And then mm -hmm. I've also produced events like um, I was starring in a movie and 
I was afraid, I loved the movie so much, but I was afraid that no one was going to see it mm-hmm. because it was a low budget indie, but it was a good script and great cast. And it was a, based on a true story. So I really, it's still one of my favorite projects I've ever done. And I went to my producers one day and said, guess what? I'm going to host a party. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you are <laughs> I'm like, yes, we have to have a DVD launch party for this movie. Cause otherwise no one was ever going to see it except for a couple film festivals. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what I was doing. This is really important to know. Okay. <laughs> um, but what we did is I said, okay, let's pick a date. And we picked it like three months out say, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to have a party and it's going to be fabulous. And I am not a party planner in any way, shape, or form, but we ended up having, depending <laughs> on whose list you believe, we had about 600 to 800 industry guests. Wow. And we had agents, we had, oh. um, we had producers, we had 25 photographers and press, we had three bands, you know, three entertainment things on the stage. We had a silent auction. We donated some proceeds to a charity. And it was really an amazing event. And still to this day, people say, God, that was a, that was one of the most fun parties I've ever been to. Yeah. And we still have pictures from it that we benefit in our careers today. And so I think that there's value in also not just thinking, okay, if I call myself a producer, it has to be a a really expensive feature film. Mm -hmm. There are other ways to produce your career to make things happen. And I think that that's one of them. (laughs) I think that's amazing that you like set out to do all these things and followed through with, you know, making the 12 uh, short films throughout the year. And then that event, I mean, I work in events for my day job. Like that's huge. That's a really successful, like amazing thing to pull off, especially for not having done that before, you know? And it's like, it's so good that you had, that you didn't let um, imposter syndrome, you know, get in the way of that. Cause I know even for us, like we say that all the time, like just go out and do it. And I firmly believe in that, but I know I personally, like I'm a Virgo, I'm a type A, like I like things, you know, to be perfect. So (laughs) I have trouble with that sometimes, you know, if it's not like lining up exactly how I want it to be prepared, I I get worried that it's not going to you know, be what I want it to be, but it's just so important to do it because you can succeed. You can pull it off as you've proven. I love that you do that. I love that. You know what? I think by you doing events too is, doesn't it change your brain Mm -hmm. because you see, you see how possible things are and how almost every time there's something, something goes wrong and you still survive. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's life on set, baby. That's (laughs) life on set. Like things will go wrong. Mm -hmm. And it turns out great. Those are the happy accidents we live for. You know, we're like going to create some magic and it turns out could be, yeah, it could easily turn out to be better than you expected. So it's like, you could only plan so much. That's Mm -hmm. like even in life, (laughs) you can only plan so much then you just need to let it go. And, and um, just roll with it Mm -hmm. and like event planning. I can't imagine how many times you guys have to like, just roll with what's happening and, and just make it work. (laughs) That's so cool. And you get to help so many people by doing that too, of just 
I, I bet I bet your contacts are like immense because <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. it's one of those things where you you bond with so many people when you're doing an event. Absolutely. And I mean it's really, you know. I find it so interesting being in both film and events, you know, like film is my passion. That's what I consider my career versus events is really just more of my day job, but they're so similar. I mean, even just what you were yeah. saying, Carolina, about, you know, taking those happy accidents that and turning it into something better. And like you were saying, Carrie, with contacts and, you know, it's just, it's really cool how those worlds are, you know, you have the events that are like live, everything happening right there in front of you versus film you think of as, you know, oh, it's it's recorded and then you edit later and stuff, but it's still got to happen live to begin with. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And it still takes an army, both of those mm -hmm. things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to chat um, some about your coaching career and sure. what, you know, what motivated you to even start that and what's kind of behind your um, theory, I guess we'll call it, <laughs> um, and how you got started. Well, you know what? I think I was doing it for years and years before I put a label on it. Mm -hmm. uh, I was thinking back to even when I was a kid, people would come to me like I was their therapist mm -hmm. and I would have these therapy sessions about how to, how to, how to work better with their parents and how to deal with their boyfriend and things like that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, so I think it kind of came naturally. And for many years, people would always come to me to ask for, do you know anybody who does this? Or what do you think about that? Or how do I get on that red carpet or how do I get that agent? And then it slowly started to evolve to, oh, okay, I'm supposed to help people in this way. Mm -hmm. And um, so I've been doing it for officially for quite a while, for about 20 years. And um, unofficially, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime. <laughs> One of the things that I specialize in is doing the hard the stuff that people have a hard time getting help with, mm -hmm. like there aren't too many places you can go to get help with how to get on red carpets mm. or which we're not doing right now, but you know, right. in normal right. times, <laughs> um, that's definitely a good thing to add to an actor's to-do list mm -hmm. or just marketing when actors like think physically walking on <laughs> like a red carpet, yeah, like even just getting the opportunities, you know, getting, that's what I thought. Then I was like, Oh, but then like, also it's kind of intimidating. <laughs> like right when you walk on. It's, yeah. Especially the first time or two, but then, but then after like you do it like five times, you're like, Oh, this is silly. <laughs> <laughs> like this is just goofy okay all right let's just do this so he realizes just a part of the job after, right. after a while now I'm not talking the big thing like the Oscars or Cannes Film Festival that's a different that's a different planet right but there's so many usually local opportunities that like okay there's a especially in LA are you kidding they do uh, I joke that they have um they throw down a red carpet for the opening of an envelope <laughs> It's like you, you used to be able to find. Oh, have you been to my house? Or something okay. to go to. <laughs> but um, so things like that, but also deeper into how to get agents and managers. Um, one of the things that I'm really known for is IMDb because mm -hmm. nobody can find help on that. Yeah, so, so true. 
I am now the go-to person for that. (laughs) And I love that because it helps everybody way beyond what people think of IMDb. It helps their Google, it helps uh, search engines find them, it helps Mm -hmm. them. It's the one go-to source for TV and film that I think that people really look at to judge if a person is really in the game. Yeah. Absolutely. Any other market. Like read up on films and everything. Like I'm mm-hmm. always on there. Right. And it's yeah. Don't you kind of isn't it one of those things that I think that you look at it to see like, let's say someone contacts you on Facebook that you as a complete stranger. I go right. to IMDB and see if they're really in the game. Yeah. You know, because you don't know if they're legit or if they're if they're not. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So I think that that is one of the most valuable marketing tools out there. And that is definitely one of the things that I help people with. And one of my favorite things to coach on. Yeah. It's so funny too, because I I personally relate to your story so much. I'm also that person that like everybody goes to as their therapist. I get that, you know, being the person that people come to all the time, but you know, you're making a career out of it. You know, you've, you've mastered it now and yeah. You might, though, have a special part of your brain that helps decode. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. <laughs> you know? I mean, just, I think that we all have our strengths and mm. sometimes it's okay. I mean, it's not necessarily okay for you if you're dealing with unemployment all the time, but, <laughs> um, but it's, it's okay to reach out for help when we're not good at something. Mm-hmm. Like, I think actors should delegate more Mm -hmm. and ask for help more because no actor is an island you know we just can't do this on our own yeah all by ourselves you know Mm -hmm. at the end of the day we are the ones that make it happen no matter what but we we have all these different pieces of the puzzle to a career that we really do need to okay if you're not good at imdb get help on it for goodness sakes yeah. Because uh, most people, you know, they'll throw up a couple pictures and then just leave it there when, you know, if I sprinkle my fairy dust on it, it's it's like oh, they look like a big Hollywood star after it, you know. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, you might be getting a call from me here. Right? Um, <laughs> you just described what my current I'm in DB looks like. <laughs> Tessa's gone in because Tessa's also an IMDB god, and I'm I'm pretty sure she's like judged it up a little bit for me. <laughs> like there's a, there's a lot that goes into it, the way you present your shows, what titles you're putting on. I've actually kind of this might be interesting um for our listeners listening in. Like I struggle how to both promote my production films and my actor side to myself, you know, and I don't know if it's looked bad to have one before the other, or, or is there, should I just really choose to mark one market one over the other? Like, that's a really, really good question. I feel like if you could only do one, which of course we know we can do it all, darling, you know, darling. <laughs> but let's just say we have, I have a magic wand and say, okay, you can either be the biggest actor or the biggest producer in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're leaning towards one over the other, then I believe that that should be the priority on your IMDB and on your marketing and on your online presence in general. Okay. 
you know, um, with IMDb, if you have more, let's say, producing credits than acting credits, then someone might not even see your acting credits mm -hmm. because we live in the instant gratification ADD world now, right? Mm -hmm. Where people might not even scroll down or click and click one more button. So if I would say, if let's say acting is your priority, then we would want to plump up your acting credits so that they are what people see first. Gotcha. That's super helpful. Um, and I'm sure like other people can relate to, to my cons, our, our battles of yeah. like, we do more than one thing. Like, how can I best present that? And I think, yeah, I think you can, you still can do it all, but it might help. Yeah. If you have one over the other to present it that way, and it will mm -hmm. make a difference for you when people are searching. Yeah. That's a really good point. And yeah. can I say, I think that there's extreme value into actors wearing a producer hat mm -hmm. because what happens is then you having that hyphen it allows you to take meetings that you would normally not be privy to yeah and allows you to have a certain confidence because you know what it's like to take something take a project from just a thought mm -hmm. to oh my gosh I made that 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 baby is mine, you know, <laughs> I, that's a crazy thing to be like, okay, this didn't exist. And now it does. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That's when you do produce, I think you do become a better actor and then you have more, you have a better overall understanding of all the work that goes into it behind the scenes. Cause when we're just like hired out, you know, especially if you're not the star, if you show up on, a network TV show as a, as a guest star or co-star, you are basically in someone else's house for the day mm -hmm. or the mm -hmm. week. Yeah, for sure. But um, when you're the producer or at least have that hyphen it, I think that it, people know what that means. You know, the people yeah. that you want to get in front of understand the value of, okay, she's also a producer. So that means something. <laughs> yeah. I completely agree with that. I feel like, you know, yes, you want to market yourself and sell, you know, the skills that you feel that you've, I hate to say mastered, but you know, that you really are proud of, but at the same time, it's so good to know how all of it works. Like the more things that you can say, you at least have experience or an understanding of, you know, even like a cinematographer, even if you don't consider yourself a cinematographer, you don't want to be hired out for one, but you like happen to do it on a friend's project just to have that as knowledge to then, you know, when you're an actor on a set, at least you understand framing and, you know, what angle they're coming at you with the camera with and just how their world works. Like you can work with them so much better. And that just goes for literally any position, you know, even editing, like you have an idea of, oh, okay, they're probably going to edit that out because they're going to want to stitch this together. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's so helpful, no matter what realm you're concentrating on to be aware of how everything else works. 100%. I mean, even if you don't know, sometimes have you experienced this as an actor? Sometimes you don't even know what framing they're mm -hmm. doing. And if you know that you can ask, like on a, if you're in mm -hmm. a low budget indie, you want to ask, is this a wide shot or is this my close up? If you don't, right. if no one's saying anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I absolutely. 
had to bring some tears in um, on a shoot yesterday. And I was like, okay, I'm going to wait when they're doing my close-up shot to like reel it in. Cause I'm like about to cry like three times in a row. So as an actor, like it, yeah, it's super helpful to like know what shot you're working in and what they're, what they're capturing. So you can even give yourself that energy that the right energy to bring to, especially when it's then your close-up and you've already drained yourself on other shots, you know? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you're like, can you zoom in on that really, really wide shot, please? That was exactly. My yeah. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to miss that. It's the worst. <laughs> I've definitely been guilty of that one. Yeah. Oh, it happens. But that's, those are things you learn when you're doing different roles. Um, but to go back to like what you list yourself as in, in that aspect, I, it's really a, awesome to hear um, someone in the industry as yourself, like acknowledge that it is uh, not a disservice. It isn't looked down upon. I think that was a stigma years ago. And now it's like, no, it's actually valued and people will take you seriously for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if I may, it's, you might like, let's say your focus is acting, then pretty much you want to concentrate on the acting credits and have some producing credits if you're also a hyphenate. And then for celebrities, they the the biggest bulk of their credits on, like let's just say IMDB, are self-credits. Mm-hmm. So having put having your interviews up there, having this podcast up there, like you guys do, you yeah, know, yeah. that's um that's one of those things that that actually has value that a lot of actors aren't aware of. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Oh, okay. If you go and look at Meryl Streep or somebody that you admire, you know, maybe they have 50 or 100 movies, but they, as an actor, but they might have, you know, 300 self-credits. Yeah. It's an interesting world. (laughs) Did not know about that. That is so cool. Um, And you wouldn't, I like never even heard that term before self-credit. So on there, so I'll definitely be IMDBing after this and checking that out. Like, what is that? <laughs> but that makes sense. It's like yeah. content that you've kind of produced, but are credited on. And um, does it all only ver- like pertain to like visual audio? Um, um, well, here's the thing. A lot of things can qualify on IMDB that people aren't aware of that can qualify. So let's just say, um, let's just say you've been on a red carpet of an event that um, you know that you were interviewed on camera. Mm -hmm. Well, you might want to look up and just see if somebody ended up putting that on IMDb. Mm. And then if they might've not put you on it, you know, maybe they only have like the, the host mm-hmm. and the cinematographer or something, but, um, and the name of the show. But when you dig deeper, sometimes there's a lot of buried treasures in IMDb. Like when people come to me, a lot of the, one of the first questions I ask is, okay, tell me about your missing credits on IMDb. Cause almost <laughs> everybody has them, but not everybody always knows that they have missing credits. Yeah. So mm-hmm very often they'll be like, oh, I only have one or two. And then once we start to work together, it's like, oh, actually you have 15. You just didn't yeah. know you have 15 missing things. 
Um, and then, and then we go do some detective work, (laughs) (laughs) what I call IMDb detective work. And we go and find the missing credits, like a, like a treasure hunt. And, um, and that's pretty cool because then you can go from like, especially like a newer actor, if they come to me and they have one credit on their IMDb, sometimes by the end of the work, it's like, okay, now it looks like they're really a busy working actor because they are. They just, they just weren't, they didn't know how to market themselves and they didn't know how to present themselves on IMDb specifically. That's super valuable, valuable. It's really (laughs) smart that you do that. Yeah. To search out that stuff. Like, I mean, I have our podcast listed, but I just, you, uh, from you saying that right now, just made me think, oh, I better go check if the ones that we've guest spotted on are on there. That's you know, what I was that's just more credits. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, even my friend, Sarah, shout out to Sarah Olson. Um, I was helping her with her IMDb one day because she realized, you know, she was like the, I don't know, fourth Sarah Olson that existed or whatever. And yeah. like, you know, that happens. There's other people with your name, but she went and looked and the other, you know, three or whatever, however many there were, were her as well, that were just, you know, people had credit her for something without linking it to the one that she made. And so then you have to go back and combine all those, but all those other ones were also her. So that's another thing (laughs) to look out for. Yeah. Yeah, And then sometimes you get credits that aren't yours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The common name (laughs) that that I call IMDb name drama. (laughs) like heaven forbid poor person if your name is like john smith or something and it's like then there's probably 250 john smiths in Mm -hmm. in imdb and it's like okay we're gonna we have to go through all of them to see where your credits are hiding and then you have to do merges or name splits or um sometimes just get added to a cast list that you weren't added in actually let me let me say a word about that (laughs) um if if there's any actors listening that are tempted to put in extra work do not do not that happens that's happening more and more Mm -hmm. um this didn't happen like five years ago 10 years ago when I was teaching this stuff but just in the last couple years more people started to learn more about how to navigate IMDb and Mm -hmm. so unfortunately the world of extras found out how to add credits mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they were adding themselves to movies that they were not acting in they were doing extra work on yeah and okay. so this thing started to happen where now there are tons and tons of uncredited credits out there and there's in the world of imdb there are legit uncredited credits like if you mm-hmm. go and look at um my favorite is James Earl Jones is he's, he was uncredited as Darth Vader. Oh, which is wow. insane. Yeah. Right? I didn't know that. What? Yeah. So he was, <laughs> it's so ridiculous to think, but in the beginning, um, you know, you had the gentleman that just passed away. All the, all the mm-hmm. star Wars nerds are, are mad at me right now. Cause I'm blanking on his name. <laughs> I know. I don't but, know his um, name either, but I know who you're talking about. The yeah, actual like the, body, the body of Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the body of Darth Vader um, didn't know that his voice was going to be dubbed over. <laughs> he even went to the premiere, as legend has it. He went to the premiere and didn't realize that they were giving uh, the voice was going to be some other actor named James Earl Jones. Oh, that's so funny. Isn't that amazing? So in the world of the wow. original cast, they didn't credit James. So that's what What? an uncredited is. It's supposed to go by an IMDb 
the listed credits at the end of the film mm-hmm. as it is scrolling at the end of the film. But then when extras put themselves on, it has to be listed as an uncredited. So now uncredited's are considered to be extra work, even though that wasn't the intention. Interesting. I mean, I'm sure it gets like sticky too when it's, you know, somebody says, oh, well, we're not paying for this project, but we'll give you an IMDb credit. And it's like, you're still maybe at most, you know, a featured extra or like an under five, but, you know, they give you a name just to give you that credit, but then do they add that in the credits of their film? And, you know, I'm sure that kind of gets all really confusing too. Yeah, that's a really good point. They should put you in the credits at the end of the film mm-hmm. if they're if they're if that's what they're guaranteeing you. Mm-hmm. So even if you are lady in hat, yeah, you know, then if it's at the end of the film, you are Jane Doe played lady in hat, mm-hmm. then that should be a credit, a legit credit. Yeah, but if so- it doesn't show up, then it's an uncredited. Yeah. So make sure okay. actors, when you're <laughs> doing these projects for, you know, copy credit only, make sure you're actually getting the full credit you're supposed to be getting, which, you know, is tough because it's like, well, if the movie's finished and, and out there and you were just a small part, are they really going to listen to you to re-edit, you know, the credits? But that's how it should be done, <laughs> at least if they're professionals. So, yeah. And and let me give you another tip. If if you do have a name that's common, mm-hmm. um, something I do, I've done- I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carolina Alvarez. A lot of, a lot You're of You're like us. number eight or something, girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, Carolina, you might like this. Um, if you make a little one sheet that says that you can hand over when you go into production, that you can have a picture of your face, you have your exact spelling of your name and of your SAG name, um, and then say that you're number eight or whatever your mm. your Roman numeral is. Um, that can make a big difference in people not giving your credits to someone else or what they more commonly do is they just start a brand new Carolina, right? If they don't know who to give it to. That is so helpful. Actually, that's such a great tip. Cause mm-hmm. I know I'm not the only one who, I mean, your, your friend, Sarah, Tessa, like, mm-hmm. I'm not the only one in that position. And that if I even just mentioned that right from the start, could even just be in an email, like with my information, whatever, you know, the producer director needs, Yeah, that's, that'll make such a, yeah, that'll save everyone a headache for sure. And such a simple solution, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about it. It's really not that hard to to just make note of that. And that way, yeah, down the road, you don't have to worry about it. They don't have to worry about it. They have the one sheet or the email that will just be there for reference. Um, I didn't even think of that. So yeah, that is super helpful tip. Yeah. I love also that all the tips you're giving us right now, like you're giving the explanation behind it as to, you know, why it works or why you should do it. Because I feel like as as any creative, but I'm going to concentrate specifically on, on being an actor, you know, we're given so much conflicting advice in this career. And it's like, how do you know, because it can be, you know, like two acting teachers that are telling you completely different things or two casting directors that that's just, you know, their personal preferences, but they're telling you that you should be doing or not doing this thing for every casting director. And it's so much to wade through. I mean, personally, like I, I, I'm like you, I've been acting like all my life, but I only really started doing on camera acting when I moved out here about six years ago. 
and it's a totally different world. So I felt like I was learning, you know, from scratch and I, I just didn't know who to listen to. And it's, I finally feel like I'm in a place where I can kind of filter through that information and, you know, say, well, why? (laughs) And I'm not afraid to ask people why does that or doesn't that work? And that allows me to then realize "Eh, they're kind of full of bullshit or like, oh, that totally makes sense. I'm going to do that. You know? So I think that's really important for, you know, you as a coach to be able to back up I guess you know the advice that you're giving to actors and can I say since your your podcast is so much about female empowerment Mm -hmm. it is important for us to ask why Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's okay to ask why on you know if something's not feeling right or something doesn't make sense like okay I'm not getting it what why why are we doing this Mm -hmm. or why why you know, there are going to be so many things like in the world of marketing or in the world of acting that are just like, okay, maybe I don't want to do what everybody else is doing or says is the right path because everybody has to find their own path. Mm -hmm. And exactly. Hey, if you don't want to do every, you know, most actors are not successful. So why listen to most actors? Yeah. (laughs) It's better off going the opposite direction and maybe you stand out a little. Um, but at yeah. the end of the day, it's also trusting your, your highest self <laughs> mm-hmm. is like, okay, so if you're hearing 20 different things from 20 different casting directors, then that's just their opinion. And that's okay. Cause they're just people yeah. that's it. And they're allowed to have opinions, but at the end of the day, you have to say, okay, what feels right to me when I'm not either having my insecurities or having my um, ego involved, what feels right? Yeah. What do I feel like this should be, you know? And that takes a while to get to that point for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's almost just like a life lesson too, you know, not just for acting like, yeah, trust your Mm -hmm. highest self and, and question when people give you advice, you know, what's, what's, what's their motive behind saying that? Is that just their opinion, you know? And yeah, what works for you. Totally. Yeah, and not being afraid of that, not being afraid to ask those questions because sometimes, yeah, again, for empowering women, like, you know, if something feels weird, like definitely ask, ask it. You're not, not dumb. <laughs> like it's, it can feel intimidating, but I love that you said that because that's so true. Like sometimes you're just kind of like, I just, I'm just going to go with it. And it's like, what are you actually going along with here? You know? <laughs> yeah. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can contact us at info at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. Right. And I think that goes into producing too, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know. Oh my God. I had to learn that year one of this. Yeah. Like I'm like, no, 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 I if I don't know the answer to it, like I can't continue and I won't continue. Like mm-hmm. we need to, we need to know what's going on. And I, I learned that it was really tough. Cause it's like, I don't want to sound annoying. I don't want to sound 
like unprofessional, but I'm like, no, 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 I need to be taken seriously, you know? And if I, I'm going to be looked at, um, as a bad guide or producer, I don't know that I don't have all the answers, you know? And so definitely it was, it's a, it's something I think you'll only build confidence as you keep doing it too. Mm -hmm. Like any new producers out there, you know, struggle with that. Like, okay, like I'm working with this bigger established person or director or company. And it's like, yeah, but they don't, they can't think they don't have your mindset either. They don't know what you're thinking of or how exactly you need the shot. So it's, it's definitely important that you have all your, your ducks in a row, you know? Mm -hmm, And so that way you feel confident on that day of set and know exactly. I mean, like I said, you can't plan for everything, but as long as you just, you have like your, your ducks in a row, I'll just keep saying that, (laughs) (laughs) um, that, that will, that will help you feel prepared and confident. So I love that um, that you said that because it's so important and it's something that you'll just have to keep working on as you keep growing and each project's different, but it's your job as the producer to really have, or as an actor to have all the questions answered because then you can deliver your best performance, you know? Yeah, you can so true. Present in that, in that scenario. And there's no something important is that there's no we have to remember that all of this everything we're talking about here is the journey mm-hmm. yes. and we always want the finish line and we always want that finish line to be perfect and no matter what your goals are when you get there you're still you a hundred percent right so, yeah, the, the next day you still got to go to sleep and wake up the next day and <laughs> deal with whatever life you're dealing with. It doesn't, yeah. it's not like it's drastic. Yeah. So be happy now is, is kind of the moral of the story. I was right? just going to say be happy. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's, it doesn't completely alter. You just can continue being happy or you can continue being miserable. Like it just, <laughs> that it's not gonna, the job doesn't change you. you know, I mean, yeah. it can, but I mean, like, you as a person Mm -hmm. yeah and every time you reach a goal you make a new goal you know like you don't just stay there and okay well now I'm gonna quit acting because I you know got this lead like you just you keep progressing (laughs) so yeah so true there's always more around the corner so it's all about the progress and the growth and the journey yeah yeah I love that yeah that's uh, that's huge it's really uh, on the show and and love in this conversation with you it's the journey it's like what you've learned as a coach and why um you're probably able to really guide everyone because you've had such a wealth of knowledge and experience in in what you've been doing and i i hope we as hosts on this show can keep giving that because we know and that's that's really what motivate we talk about it in some of our interviews what motivated us to do this podcast is because a film a feature especially doesn't happen overnight Mm -hmm. and a lot of times people who aren't in the industry which is awesome we have people who aren't in the industry tune into this um as well because it's a it's a whole different world like you think it can ha- it can certainly happen in a short amount of time. I'm not saying it doesn't, but for the more majority of the time, projects and when you see the the what's it called when the, when you get the fruits of your earnings, fruits of your labor. <laughs> Thank you. Like that doesn't that doesn't come for a while either. And that's why again, being happy in the present and loving what you're doing is so important. And 
Um, I just, I, that's my goal is just so I can wake up every day and be excited for my meetings that I'm taking, you know, and that's why I love this show and meeting people like you, mm. Carrie, it's, it's awesome. That's, that's what's like fulfilling us in the moment as mm-hmm. we continue our goal of making a film or acting in this role, you know? Yeah. Well, I love what you're doing. I love, it, it has so much value. It really does. And it's, Thank um, you. it's it's you're making stuff happen and you're making a difference in other people's lives, which is what it's all about, really. Thank you. I think it's important um, to note too that we are like, we'll be the first ones to admit, like, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> you know, like all of the awesome. advice that we give is just because it's things that have worked for us or things that enough people have told us that it seems to work for them. Like, you know, we, there's no we're not ego attached here. We're not yeah. experts, but when we do feel like something really works or we do feel like this is crucial advice, we're, we're going to say, and we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love yes. it. Go, go female empowerment. Woohoo! Yes. 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 Moms. <laughs> I, I think what's all. awesome about that too, is like when we, when we started our production company, which is three years ago now, um, it was kind of, you know, when the me too movement was a big thing and like women's March was really ramping up. And so it was like a fantastic time for us to start, which we did not even plan it that way. It just kind of (laughs) happened. Um, But it's been so cool just to see in that small amount of time, how much, I mean, sure, things are starting to change. That's still going to take a lot of time, but like really just that people are aware of what the issues are and people are talking about it because that's the first step. And just being able to have this podcast and for people, men and women alike to, you know, be excited about it and and really be grateful that we're doing this and we're talking about it. Like that's such a cool thing to see. 100%. I love it. It (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And our, our male guests, they're super supportive and awesome. So really shout out to everyone in the, the femme fam community, because they're, it's so cool to see who's worked with who and who's supporting who, and they're, they're definitely, they're just all amazing. So I can't, I can't speak enough for them. Um, Carrie, I'm curious, is there other, um, burgeoning questions that, um, you also like see is like, a main part of your coaching that's like along with the IMDB. Um, what's yeah, something well, else? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No. Um, it, IMDB is just one piece of the puzzle, but there's basically four categories to an acting career I always talk about. So we have our craft side, which mm-hmm. is where most actors stop. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and it's also why most actors get into acting is because we, we grow up in theater. Yeah, And we grow up in yes. acting classes. Well, there's no, to me, theater and acting classes are pure joy because you're acting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what we think a career will be like, is that feeling, that drug that we get from that high of being on stage or whatever. Yeah. Then what mm-hmm. happens is if you decide you want to work on camera and actually make money from acting, mm-hmm. then there's a lot more elements and a lot more things that need to be added to it. So then you have your connections and relationships. Again, we can't all do it alone. So, and that goes way above and beyond the agent manager thing, which I think is, is, I feel like actors are really kind of lied to in that area where the industry has this feeling 
that if you just get an agent, you're going to all of a sudden be a star. Yeah. (laughs) And and everybody's disappointed, you know, and it's, it's like one out of a hundred actors isn't madly in love with their agent. And it's the relationship that we think it's going to be, you know, the real truth is that you have to do your career yourself. You have to, you have to, you have to be your own agent, even if you have an agent, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you have to be your own manager, even if you have a manager. And that's even the really, really good ones, you know? Um, uh, But then there's other things like your fellow actors are a part of your relationships. I've gotten way more acting roles from my acting friends and from relationships that I've built. Like if someone hires me once, they usually hire me multiple times. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the big secrets to this acting. Oh, totally. Yeah. Too. It was like, oh my gosh, one one role should lead to many. Um, then the other category is press and marketing, which is where a lot of actors really don't want to deal with. You know, mm-hmm. um, they'll do it to a certain extent. People feel comfortable with getting an actor's access and getting a headshot and and a couple little things. But then usually people feel a little uncomfortable after that level. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you hate social media, that's okay. But still find a way to incorporate it because it's free. Yeah. And it's, um, <laughs> it's not going anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's one of those things that you can delegate. Thank goodness. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the most important factor of the four factors is your mindset, because mm-hmm. it's in everything we do, whether it's an audition, whether it's on set, whether it's your marketing, whether it's your relationships, a mindset is by far the biggest reason on someone's success or lack of success, 100%. Yeah. And then happiness, which is really why you do it in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's it. So I, I coach on all four of those categories. I'm really known for the marketing side of it. Um, cause I love the tangible things, <laughs> I love things that we can check off a list. Yeah. Oh yes. Right. You yes. Really check off mindset off a list. Cause it's more abstract, but, um, we can say, okay, We've knocked out your YouTube channel. We've we've worked on your IMDb. We've we've gotten you a new agent. We've gotten you some press. Those kinds of things are very um, tangible and exciting to get, and you can feel the growth of your career. So those are that's one of the things that I really really like to help people with. Yeah, um, and that's it. That's pretty much um, you know. There's so much out there. I mean, under each sure. of those categories. No, those are the, those are like, I was just going to say, no, it should stop there because those are like the key things. Like that's mm-hmm. a, absolutely, that sounds where, because within those things, yeah, there's so much more into that. And that's why like your services are needed because it's like, <laughs> man, there's so much to unload in each one. And I could totally see that being so useful to an actor. Yeah, so that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And I think too, like, things that you've mentioned, like red carpet, for instance, you know, we always think of that as stuff that's, you don't need to worry about until you get like at least somewhat famous, like farther along in your career. But it sounds to me like all of the things that you really concentrate on, like 
you would be great to work with when you're first starting out, when you're like, you know, just about ready for your first agent and really like making sure your few credits on IMDb are like looking as good as they can and all that kind of stuff. Do you find that people come to you earlier on in their career? Would you recommend working with you early on in your career? And yeah, yeah. I have clients of all levels from beginner to people you would recognize on television Mm -hmm. and then everything in between. I think what I'm best at is in what I look for in a client is someone who's really proactive, has a good mindset that is willing to not only be, not only be able to work, Mm -hmm. you know, who does the work, like, isn't lazy. Yeah, (laughs) for um, sure but just has a positive attitude. And that's, that's what I focus on when I take on a new client. Um, so their level though, uh, when they're really big, mm-hmm. then it becomes, what's interesting is the people who are really successful that come to me, they, they usually haven't had to deal with social media and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got their people <laughs> Right, come from the day when you could, an agent could help you with your career more. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and it was, you just show up to auditions and you book it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many more intricacies now that, um, it, it, it's funny The the higher they are, sometimes the more help they need with the technical stuff. Yeah. Um, now if it's a beginning actor, I just ask that they are, they at least have their basics, like they have their headshot mm-hmm. in a beginner resume and, mm-hmm. um, and aren't completely terrified of the internet of like having their face on Facebook or whatever, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because you have to start somewhere, you know, for sure. Um, but yeah, all levels are okay. As long as the mindset is right and people are willing to work, then I'm willing to work with them. Makes sense. And how, like, is, how is working with you as far as like, do people kind of hire you on as like, like they become your client or is it more of like almost a class kind of setting that it's like, oh, you know, we've checked everything off the list. Okay. Now we're done or whatever. How does that work exactly? Yeah. Well, I will say that's a great question because I don't think we're ever really done. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because I'm the queen of, if you feel like you've done it all, or if you feel like you don't know what to do next, or if you feel like, um, you just don't know the next step. I always can give you homework mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter what. Like I always have <laughs> a million ideas about, okay, great. We tackled these 50,000 things. Now here's 10,000 more. Yeah. You know, um, amazing. there's so many goodies out there to do. Um, but yeah, most of the time, if someone's working with me privately, Um, I talk to them first on the phone and just see if it's a match. And I'll be really honest. I've turned people away if I don't think it's the right time or, or that we're a good Mm -hmm. match. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. if, if it does seem like a match, then we, we work together privately and I have a mix of coaching, phone coaching and also done for you. So there are times where you don't have to learn certain things. Like, let's just, because we're talking a little bit about IMDb, let's just Mm -hmm. say with IMDb, there are many things you need to learn. And then there are many things that are just one time, like Mm -hmm. let's say the name merges, you know, where you don't necessarily have to learn how to do some things because I can just get it done for you. And then it's done forever, you know? Right. Um, And then there are other things that you do need to learn how to do 
and so I go step by step and teach them how to how to fish, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they're going to need it for the rest of their career. So it's a little bit of a mix, but there are times where people just hand over the keys to the car and say, "Okay, I need lots of help with my online presence," and they hire me to just go ahead and and work my magic, <laughs> whether that's on their IMDb or their. I don't do website management, but um, like let's say basic social mm-hmm. media, like I help them with their bios and their headers and their, um, you know. It's, it's astounding to me how often people can't be found even on their mm-hmm. social media. Like there's no links to anything. So mm-hmm. um, having an, a coach and an outside eye can really help with how are you appearing? What is the first impression that casting directors are getting when they look at your stuff? Yeah. Um, that's kind of my jam of like, okay, we gotta, we gotta, you know, plump this up or we got to make this look great and we got to make this look professional and sometimes get rid of some, some things that are not looking professional. Mm-hmm. Um, also YouTube, you know, so basic YouTube stuff can really make a difference because Google owns YouTube. So it's important to, it's always important to so know true. what Google likes, you know, yeah. <laughs> IMDB and likes YouTube. So those are two things that I often concentrate on. Yeah. Um, and then resume and actors access. It's, it's, there's so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. I don't know if I answered the question. Did I? Answer? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You totally did. It's like, yeah, I was yeah, just going to say, I was going to say, it just sounds like you can real, you're very personalized to the client, mm-hmm. like yes. whatever stage they're at and like what their needs are. You can either take the reins, which yeah, like they're doing a million things too. I can imagine like, it's like nice if someone can just like go in and take care of it for you. Yeah. Or if you really want to be more hands-on, then you'll do it with them. Like, it just depends on what the task is and what the goal is. And that is incredibly amazing. Like we, I think as, as a client, that should be so appealing that it's really personal to you and what you need at that time. 100%. And that's what I wish I had. So I am, I am the coach that I wish I had 20, 30 years ago, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's what makes you a great coach. It's (laughs) like, you give the people what they need and want. (laughs) And like, if you think, you know, oh, I wish I had this platform. Like, that's what I'm like, whenever Tessa and I even going through our guests Mm -hmm. that we have on the show, we're like, who is it that we really don't know much about or want to know more of? And like the kinds of things, because again, we're still learning. It's like, it's, that's when I feel like you do your best work or you find, you know, the best place to go to it's like what is that void right yeah Yeah. because you get different opinions and you learn different things that sometimes we don't know what we don't know yes Tessa's favorite saying I do I say that all the time (laughs) it's so true though like you find out so much more about how things work when you just like release that like just let it let yourself find out what you don't know yeah And if I may, if I may also say, so if sometimes when private coaching isn't right, I do also have a YouTube channel with free videos and I have an actor email list and I have some classes and programs I do sometimes. So, so people shouldn't be afraid if they feel like, oh, I'm not ready for a private coach. You know, I also do teaching as well. And where where can they find all this wonderful wealth of knowledge (laughs) that's out there? So they're going to go to actortransformation.com. 
And then there's a tab on there, a links tab with all the links to all my social media and the YouTube channel, which that's, I'm really building that up this year because I love how it can help so many people that you don't yeah. even know. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in love with YouTube. So definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to do that. For sure. <laughs> it's on my to-do list already. I haven't got to like really yeah. explore it yet, but I'm excited to. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Um, oh yeah. And then get on our list for whatever is the next thing that we do. You know, I always try to listen to the acting community of what's out there and what's needed. So a year mm-hmm. from now or five years from now, um, we'll have different things it, according to what changes in the industry. Yeah, I love that. And by the way, listeners, all of this, these links and information and everything will be in the show notes. So don't worry, you don't have to memorize it. (laughs) Um, But also, Carrie, do you have any um, social media either for actor transformation or for you personally as an actor producer, anything you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, um, I usually I try to have my name on the social media stuff, um, just as a branding thing, you know, Um, but for the actor transformation, YouTube channel, it's actually funny. It's kind of hard to find right now because you look up actor transformation and you see a lot of actor transformations from movies. So Mm. you see like, here they are skinny in this movie and here they are buff. (laughs) So you see a lot of naked guys when you look up (laughs) actor transformation. Not a bad thing. I mean... (laughs) So the best thing to do is go to my links tab to, you know, definitely. But the YouTube channel, I think is going to be really valuable to uh, actors, no matter where they are. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll be sure to pimp that out for you on our platform. I'm excited to look into it and, and share it with our our crew. Cause um, that's, it's, I'm sure you take, the time to put stuff out there that would really cater to like actors specifically and, and to have it just, you know, be free and Mm -hmm. like an insight to your knowledge. Like that's awesome. So thank you for doing that work. It's, you know, YouTube videos take time (laughs) and it's, and and, um, yeah, sorry. If, if I have a goodie for you all on my actortransformation.com on the homepage, I always have a gift. So, um, so there Aww. are three ways to improve your IMDb right now. Um, Amazing. If I ever replace that. Oh my God, yes. Okay, on that, because, you know, girl needs it. <laughs> <laughs> this girl needs it. Oh my God, that's amazing, Carrie. Well, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time to come on today and um, and reaching out mm-hmm. initially, bringing us an amazing podcast guest um, of a, cl- a client of yours. So if you know of anyone else, we're always here for it to welcome, support the femme community. Um, and yeah, just thank you so much. This yeah. was such a great, great time to talk into all of these different actor tips and you know it's just fun to get back into that world too to talk about so thank you yeah thank you thank you to both of you for everything you're doing thank you for having me as a guest and thank you for helping the the, you know the female filmmaker community and and making stuff happen we only live one life yeah girl (laughs) yeah that's That's what what we're here for (laughs) 
Thank you. It's been my pleasure being a guest on your show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in every Friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the Fem Fam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.